Welcome to the month of February. This first day of the month, our devotion and, and our Bible reading plan has us in the book of Amos chapter 1 and chapter 2. Amos was a prophet in the 760s and 750s BC, preaching during the time of King Uzziah that we recently read about uh, in, in Kings and Chronicles and so on, a good king, a godly king. Um, he lived in the southern kingdom of Judah, but uh, his ministry was mostly, not exclusively, but mostly directed uh, toward the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria. That's who he preached to most. He did preach to Judah and other countries, but mostly to the northern kingdom. Um, he um, uh, also was uh, preaching during the time of Jeroboam II, an evil king in the north, and um, Part of what he, and you picked all that up uh, in chapter one of Amos when he said, the words of Amos, who was among the shepherds and from Tekoa, um, visions he had concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, the days of Jeroboam. That's not the first Jeroboam, but Jeroboam the second, um, and his son Joash, king of Israel, uh, two years before some earthquake. Um, and, and, and Amos was not what you would think of as a professional prophet. He was a shepherd. He was a farmer that God called to be a prophet for a season in his life. And um, in chapter 2, he speaks a message to the southern kingdom of Judah and a lengthier message to the northern kingdom of, of Israel or Samaria. And in verse 4 of chapter 2, thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and for four, I will not revoke its punishment because they rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his statutes. Their lies also have led them astray, those after which their fathers walk. And I will send fire upon Judah, and it will consume the citadels of Jerusalem. So he says, <clears throat> there's a coming judgment on the southern kingdom of Judah for her sins. But the more immediate condemnation and harsher judgment is on the, north, the northern kingdom of Israel, for her sins. And, and by the way, while we're on Judah, uh, you know, Judah had, Uzziah was a godly king. He was, he, they had a succession of, of three godly kings that ruled for more than 100 years, and yet the, the country still um, was sinning. And it makes the point that, that yes, leaders matter. Leaders are important, <coughs> excuse me, but the citizens are important. And it doesn't matter how godly the leader is, if the citizens are not, in, are, are not godly, the nation will suffer for it. Well, starting in verse 6 is one of several messages that are collected in this book of Amos, which are directed toward the northern kingdom of Israel. And so look at verses 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not revoke its punishment. And he's much more specific about the sins of the north. Because they sell the righteous for money, the needy for a pair of sandals, these who pant after the very dust of the earth on the head of the helpless, and turn aside the way of the humble. And a man and his father resort to the same girl in order to profane my holy name. On garments taken as pledges, they stretch out beside every altar, and in the house of their God, they drink the wine of those who have been fined. What he's saying is they were wealthy, they were corrupt, they were immoral. 
The last verse of chapter 3, he talks about their winter houses and summer houses. So there was a, a, a wealthy class of people in the northern kingdom that lived an extravagant life. And they would participate in worship services and, and stretch out on <clears throat> blankets near the altar where they would go to worship. And um, the, the, the wine they drank, the blankets, the garments... Uh, they obtained through ill-gotten gain, if you will. They, they, they took advantage of the needy and the poor and the righteous to enrich themselves and the immorality of a father and his son sleeping with the same woman. Just, just gross sin, if you will. And in this chapter, after talking to the northern kingdom down through verse 8, after that, he reminds them of the exodus and settlement in the promised land that God was the one who had delivered them from Egypt and established them as a nation, and yet they had forgotten God and were living immorally, unethically, uh, while still worshiping God. Um, and, and he reminds them in this chapter that God is going to judge them, and there's nothing they can do to stop it. Um. When you read the Old Testament prophets, hear me, brothers and sisters, there is a very strong focus, emphasis, a lot of preaching on issues of justice and, and how leaders and how a nation treats those who have less, those who are immigrants. And I know in our divided politicized culture in 2023 in America. If you use any of those words, you get labeled this or you get labeled that. And I'm just saying to you, God's word talks about those issues. And the person who ignores what God says about those issues does so to their own peril and to the peril of the nation they claim to love. There's an image in this chapter that really strikes me. In chapter 2, verse 13, after describing these sins and saying, hey, I'm the one that made you a nation, and yet you're still doing all this stuff, God says to them through Amos in verse 13, Behold, I am weighed, weighted down beneath you as a wagon is weighted down when filled with sheaves. So you take a wagon and you fill it full of crops, and it's heavy. And God says, that's how I feel. It's like your sins are a constant burden, a constant load, a heaviness that I'm carrying. And Amos makes it clear, God's getting ready to unload that load and judge the nation of Israel. The wise person pays attention to what God says. And if our wealth and our prosperity and our blessings are at the expense of others, God never smiles on that. And that's the word from Amos for today. I'll see you tomorrow.